Russia. We face a dangerous moment for European security. And he said while Russia has indicated it's willing to continue talking. While we continue to work for the best, we must also be prepared for the worst. The NATO ministers will be discussing how to build up defenses during the biggest security crisis in Europe in decades. Here in the U.S., Americans were in a spending mood despite a historic surge in inflation. Retail sales shot up 3.8 percent last month. That's much higher than analysts had expected. Some of the increase does reflect higher prices. California ends indoor mask mandates for the fully vaccinated today, but some experts say it's best to keep them on in schools. Here's CBS's Stacey Lynn. A new study from Harvard and Massachusetts General Hospital says it's too soon. Local COVID case rates should be far below the current rates to avoid the risk of increased transmission among students, staff, and families. Police in New York State say they searched a home in Saugerties for an hour before they noticed what looked like a blanket sticking out of a stair. Chief Joseph Sinagra says officers pried open the step and found six-year-old Paisley Schultes and her biological mother inside. Nobody was leaving without that child. They, we honestly believe that that child was there. Paisley had been missing for two years. Sinagra says she's in good health. Both of her biological parents are scheduled to attend a court hearing today. A massive storm system is threatening 11 states with heavy snow, flooding, and twisting. Weather Channel meteorologist Stephanie Abrams zeroing in on the northern plains. As we head into the overnight hours, it looks like the Red River Valley is where we are going to see the threat for hail, damaging winds, and we also can't rule out tornadoes. Cold and snow are in the forecast from northern Texas to northern New England tonight into tomorrow. Taking statins for high cholesterol? New study finds they have fewer side effects than you may think. CBS's Vicki Barker. The researchers blame the so-called nocebo effect for the fact that some 50% of people prescribed statins go off the drug after experiencing symptoms they blame on the cholesterol-lowering medication. But this new study finds the real incidence of side effects from statins is actually 6 to 10%. S&P futures down 20. This is CBS News. There's always something new under the sun. CBS Mornings, weekdays on CBS. Hey, Ray Maliazzi here. I don't know about you, but my car can use a few upgrades. I mean, the 8-inch tear in the driver's seat does have sentimental value since my butt has molded to fit it, but I'm ready to move on. My solution? eBay Motors. They've got all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them, from seat covers to whole new seats. When I get that new seat, I think I'll put the old one in the living room, right next to the minivan seats, or as we call it, the sectional. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Now an important message from Exergen. A critical new FDA study proves that the widely used non-contact thermometers are not accurate and have high probabilities for false negative readings. New COVID strands are on the rise and non-contact manufacturers are being irresponsible at a time when accuracy matters most. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. Don't wait. Switch to Exergen because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. Spider-Man nets another movie milestone. Spider-Man No Way Home has brought in $761 million at the U.S. box office, officially making it the third highest domestic grossing movie of all time, swinging right past Avatar. Avengers Endgame and Star Wars The Force Awakens are hanging tight to those top two spots. Worldwide, Avatar is number one, but Spider-Man's still climbing. It hasn't even opened in China yet, which currently ranks as the world's biggest box office. Monica Ricks. CBS News. BTS is making a comeback in South Korea. Wall Street Journal says K-pop's top band will perform there in person. Three concerts in Seoul next month, marking the group's first live shows in its home country since 2019. They were off limits because of pandemic restrictions. This week, the U.S. State Department advised Americans not to travel in Korea amid a new COVID outbreak. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving tax 
tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest, resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. So savory, so peppery, and covered with so much country-style gravy. The sausage gravy and biscuit at McDonald's is worth jumping out of bed for. It's made with a real buttermilk biscuit smothered in hearty sausage gravy. Now, mix and match the sausage gravy and biscuit, sausage McMuffin with egg, or bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Get 82 for just $4.29. At McDonald's, your mouth is already made up. Start your morning hot with sausage gravy and biscuit. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. There are no words to describe it. The isolation. The boredom. The loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again, playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate, teammates and coaches that care, the sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real, and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports, it's so much more than a game. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Amen. I'm John. You may know me as a commercial lender, but I'm also a craftsman and a dog dad. At Park National Bank, we're more than our job titles, and you're more than an account number. You get personal attention and direct access to a caring, compassionate banker who respects and responds to your needs and goals. Find John or a banker near you at parknationalbank.com. Park National Bank, where you mean more. Member FDIC, parknationalbank.com. Don't leave money on the table. FAFSA could help the journey to college be less of a financial burden. We also help with filling out FAFSA, so it's less stressful for you. Visit itsforyou.org to use free resources to get free federal student financial aid for college. Visit itsforyou.org to learn more. Sponsored by the Ohio Department of Higher Education. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Friday cars, afternoons at 106 cars, on 970 cars, WATH cars, and 97.1 FM. Did I say 57 Chevy? Cars, cars, cars. Weenie Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 10.30 a.m. until 10 o'clock p.m. Head on over to Larry's Doghouse over on West Union Street in Athens. I-N-E-P-T. E-N-E-P-T. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf, here we are at midweek once again. We're in between ball games and my favorite part of the week, because this is when we get to put all them past ball games in the past. We're not worried about what game's coming up yet, because it's too early to think about it. And we can just tell all the fans about all the lore and legends of football and the history of NAP Tech. We certainly have enjoyed discussing uh, the history of inept football with you here and uh, some terminology that we didn't really realize started here. Well, lots of it. You know, just for example, you've probably heard uh, some of them boys on defense, what they call strong safety. Strong safety on every team, right? That's right. Everybody has one, and that started right here at NF Tech, and that goes back to 1954, and uh, we was getting ready to play EIEIO. You know, that was the folks that uh, we was playing this week, and back in 1954, they had another good ball club. They, in fact, the EIEIO, they got a fine player here, fine player there, here, fine player there. Fine, in fact, they got a fine player everywhere, and that year they had a special fine 
time player at tight end, a fellow name of uh, Bull Norman. And uh, we had our safety man, uh, Wimp Williams, back then. You know, Wimp went on to be a fine uh, uh, strength coach later on in his career, but uh, Wimp wasn't a real strong boy, and, and the coaches was uh, looking at me and saying, you know, Wimp, they ain't never going to uh, get Wimp to guard old Bull Norman there on off. What we need is a stronger safety. So we got somebody else to take his place. We got B.O. Baxter, and he was a little stronger boy to take his place. And then from there on in, the fellow what uh, guards a tight end on defense has always been called a strong safety. Very interesting, Coach. I'll be back with more Inept Tech football history with Coach Art Turf right after we pause for this message. And the Art Turf Show is proudly sponsored by Umbrellas. Umbrellas? That's it. We're going to need them tomorrow. Okay. Coach, it never ceases to amaze me how much football terminology actually originated right here at Inept Tech. We've well, that's the reason for one of these here programs is to let all the fans know just what a fine program we have so they'll uh, come out and support the Oysters and come to our ball games. The strong safety, that uh, terminology actually developed right here. and Started right here at Inept Tech. You know, folks use that. Every team has one and started right here at Inept Tech. And uh, something else most teams have is a, is a taxi squad. And you were telling me during the commercial that that actually developed right here. Well, that's right. Right here at NF Tech started back in 1962. You know, we was getting ready to go to, to play Inferno State right there at the start of the ball season. And, boy, it was still hot. It was real hot. And it always is hot there at Inferno State. And we was thinking that uh, our boys not being in as good a shape as they probably could have been, we was probably going to need a whole lot more boys than what we had. And, you know, we can only fit so many boys in that 19 and 37 Packard. And we got to be real careful when we make road trips not to put too many boys in there. So what we decided we was going to do, seeing as we needed some extra fellers, we got a taxi cab and got some extra boys and put them in there. And, and uh, them boys was out there on the field dropping like flies. And we quick rushed out to the cab and got them boys and put them in the ball game. So now, anytime you have some boys coming in from uh, not on the regular ball club, they call that being on the taxi squad. Sounds like it was a good plan, Coach. Where well, it was if the uh, cabbie hadn't left the meter running. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. <laughs> second year of serving Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H Ah, yes, it's the party line. It's a Wednesday edition. What a game last night. referring to the Bobcats. Got another good one tonight with the women Bobcats. Basketball, that is. You've heard me say it before. Miami. still hold against that school uh, one of my romantic interests of years ago, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Anyway, she went there and became a completely different person. <sighs> Miami. We got him, folks. It was nice last night. And the crowd was there and band was there and the excitement was there. It was really a nice uh, nice event. All right. What was your what was your impression? Well, I said yesterday that the Bobcats would win big 
And by yeah. 13 points at home, that's that's a good good victory. And most, you know, for most of the first half, it was kind of touch and go. But yeah, it was tied at halftime. Yeah. Yeah, it, the Bobcats outscored them, obviously, by 13 in the second half. Yeah. Had some big scoring from a few different players last night. Ben Vanderplas had 30. And, and uh, who was our main guy that was out? Uh, Carter? Mm, yes, Jason Carter. Yeah, he hey, didn't what's play. Go, what's going on there? I don't know. Okay. Uh, Mark Sears usually leads the team in scoring. He had 23, and the young man that you have an interest in is Tommy Schmock. Yeah. I think he had 18. He always looks good to me. I yeah, like he's, the, he's a hustler. Great evening. All right. Well, anyway, uh, Bobcats win last night, yep. and uh, Toledo lost, which means the Bobcats are number one. That's right. All by themselves. Yeah, they've already they am, uh, they and Toledo have already clinched the spot in the tournament. So sure. the remaining six teams are to be determined. Top eight teams go to the tournament this year. Used to be everybody was in, but now they are just saying the top eight teams. Well, it's February 16th, folks, and um, today we have uh, just two things to mention. It's National Almond Day. I do like almonds. Do you like almonds? Yes. Good. And it's Do a Grouch a Favor Day. I'll see what I can come up for you. See if I can think I knew of something. You would work that on me. Did you now? I just had a hunch. Did you now? I just had a hunch. <laughs> anyway. Um, so you fell right into it, thinking, yeah. oh, I got to say it anyway. I've got a couple doctor's appointments today, which is keeping me from doing my normal thing here. Um, but nothing, nothing uh, scary, just routine stuff. All right, let's see here. On this day in history, this date of February 16th, the year 1659, the first known check was written. You know how we write checks and pay bills? Yep. 1659, on this date, the first check was written and uh, it's by the way it's now on display at the Westminster Abbey I think it was for 400 francs on this date in 1840 Charles Wilkes American discovers the Shackleton ice shelf in Antarctica A few years later, in 1923, Howard Carter opens the inner burial chamber of the Egyptian pharaoh Tutankhamun's tomb, King Tut, right? Yes. And finds the sarcophagus. We went... um, We went to Chicago and visited that exhibition. It was fascinating. They had a special show. That's been years ago. Okay, going on. 1959 on this date, Fidel Castro becomes the 16th Prime Minister of Cuba after overthrowing uh, his predecessor, Batista. And in 2005, the Kyoto Kyoto Protocol comes into force following its ratification by Russia. Okay, let's see here. We've got some birthdays to mention. Kim Jong-il is his birthday today. He was born in 1942. 
Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I did him a disservice. He, he has passed. He passed in 2011. But were he alive, today would be his birthday. But his life was 1942 to 2011. North Korean politician. He's one of your buddies, wasn't he? Or is it Kim Jong-un? Yeah. I know. I hope everybody knows you're kidding me. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Now this one is not familiar to me. Hua, H-U-A. Last name G-U-O-F-E-N-G. Guafeng. Yeah, Guafeng. Okay. He was born in 1921. Died in 2008. But I don't know what his thing was. Hua Gaofeng was a Chinese politician who served as chairman of the Chinese Communist Party and premier of the People's Republic of China. Well, I should have known. Okay, uh, let's see here. Vera Ellen, the actress, born in 1921, died in 1981. She was an American dancer and actress, is remembered for her solo performances, as well as her work with partners Fred Astaire, Gene Kelly, Danny Kaye, and Donald O'Connor. She is best known for her starring roles in On the Town with Gene Kelly and White Christmas with Danny Kaye. Born in Norwood, Ohio. Norwood. Mm Mm-hmm. Can you think where that is? I want to say it's in the Cincinnati area. Okay. There is a, I know there's a Norwood High School in that area. Well, um, certainly her photograph, even though it's uh, somewhat dated, very attractive. Okay, John McEnroe is still alive, celebrating his 63rd birthday. Tennis, right? Yes. Okay, uh, two famous deaths to to uh, mention one is that of Keith Herring or Haring H-A-R-I-N-G Keith was born in 1958 died in 1990 Keith Haring an American artist whose pop art emerged from the New York City graffiti subculture of the 1980s graffiti Yes, graffiti artist. And the other uh, famous death to mention today is that of uh, Tony Sheridan. He was born in 1940, died in 2013. Both these guys look like they would have been nice to know. Anthony Esmond Sheridan McGinnity, known professionally as Tony Sheridan, was an English rock and roll singer, songwriter, and guitarist who spent much of his adult life in Germany. Well, I guess that does it for that sort of thing. I'll set those over there. I came across a little blurb that I thought was interesting. So, pres- uh, one of our former presidents, Calvin Cooley, And um, see if you can figure out what years he was president. But President Calvin Coolidge and his wife had an unusual pet in the White House. And I see here a picture of him with the pet on his uh, desk as he's signing documents. He was president from 1923 to 1929. Okay. Now, what do you, just take a wild guess, what do you think this pet was? Um, uh, iguana. Mm. Well, in the, in the, uh, this, this is uh, always a, a little test they give you. They say, was it a skunk, a raccoon, a sloth, or a kangaroo? 
Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with raccoon. You are correct. And I might add, 67 people, 67% of the people voting on which one it was were correct. Um, but look, here, I know this is radio, but see the picture of the skunk on his desk? Yes, he looks, the skunk, that's a raccoon. I'm sorry, raccoon. Yes, he looks very stately next to the president. Yeah, the eyebrows and everything. Yes. All right. Posing very presidential. Yeah. With the president. Imagine that. All right. Tomorrow, Steve Patterson joins us for a monthly update on city activities. I heard among Rivers' uh, stories this morning that there's uh, various parts of Athens that feel they need more street lights. And um, so we'll, we'll ask what that's all about. Uh, I know in our neighborhood they put in a few solar lights. Um, and while the intention was good, they. They're so different from the other lights on the street. And they also kind of tend to be a glob of light in one place rather than spreading out a bit. But in a uh, very concentrated area. Yeah. it's just, But they are solar powered, which is good. I tell you, you know, the state highways where they have those towers and lamps. They've all switched uh, pretty much to LED lighting. And they do a good job. Oh, well. Anyway, Steve Patterson tomorrow. All right, now we got a caller. Good morning. Morning, Dave. Yeah, um, the reason why those new lights, you notice all the ones on the highway, too, are the same. They concentrate downward to a very small area, and the reason for that is is light pollution. It it uh, avoids the amount of light dissipated out into sure. around, around the surroundings. So that's that's why the new lights don't put out like the old lights did. They don't scatter clear out, but mm-hmm. they also don't splatter all out into the universe like the old ones did. Well, these new ones down in my neck of the woods, and you. You do, do you remember where I live? Yep. Okay, so take a drive down Grand Park. There's several of them. Um, they, they don't do the same function as street lighting by any means. Well, they won't unless they put more of them in a compacted area because of the same concept as they are well, designed they're, they're to too short. concentrate the light. They're too short. They're, yeah, you know they're not the full height street lighting. Well, that's that's somebody else's issue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, I do appreciate you jumping in. Have a good day. Okay. Bye, bye, Dave. Bye. All right. Um, Russell's TV repair just checking in with us. All right. Um, TV Supply. TV company. Supply. Thank you. Yes. So um, let's see. What were we talking about? The lighting, right? Yeah. And um, I, I heard um, that there was a story this morning during Rivers News about that very topic. That there's some sort of committee to, that's been asked to look into this. Okay, now, let's go to something um, of a similar nature. Russia. (laughs) That was was meant to be a joke. Yeah, that was was a a good one. Kind of subtle. Russian President Vladimir Putin said yesterday he will withdraw some troops from Ukraine's border 
while seeking to renew security talks with the U.S. and NATO. Knock on wood, I hope that's uh, true and comes about. The, go- the story goes on, it's unclear just how many troops will retreat. But the partial pullback marks the first potential sign of de-escalation since Russia began its military buildup there. At this point, over 100,000 troops have surrounded the Ukraine since late last year. And recent satellite images show increased activity. Western allies fear a potential war. But Putin has dismissed such claims while pushing for a number of security demands, including a guarantee Ukraine will not join NATO. Well, in other news, Russian lawmakers voted yesterday to ask Putin to recognize two Russian-backed regions, those being in eastern Ukraine as independent. If adopted, the resolution could jeopardize the Minsk Accords, an agreement to stop fighting in eastern Ukraine and it would open the door for Russia to annex the regions as it did with Crimea back in 2014 after an invasion. Another story I brought into the studio this morning, its headline reads, Another HIV Breakthrough. It says, a New York woman appears to have been cured of HIV, according to doctors yesterday, becoming the first female patient to have beaten the infection via medical treatment. The woman, who suffered from leukemia, would represent just the fourth known case of HIV being successfully cured by doctors. While previous patients received bone marrow transplants from donors with an HIV-blocking genetic mutation, the new procedure relied on umbilical cord stem cells with a similar mutation. Well, researchers say the use of cord-derived derived cells is less invasive, has far less severe side effects, and requires only a partial donor match versus bone marrow transplants. The patient was reportedly able to leave the hospital two and a half weeks after the first treatment. Last sentence reads, two other cases of patients naturally clearing the virus have been identified. And that's it. Prince Andrew is in the news periodically. He is again today. Evidently, he reached an agreement yesterday with a woman accusing him of sexual abuse back when she was a minor. That according to reports. Virginia Yuffrey, something like that, claims she was sexually abused by the British prince three times when she was 17 at the homes of deceased sex criminal Jeffrey Epstein and his associate. The settlement did not disclose the sum, but noted Andrew has agreed to donate a significant amount to Giffrey's charity, that of supporting victims' rights, 
by the way, Prince Andrew, uh, his estimated value was last calculated in 2017 and he was worth 6.8 million bucks. Okay. I mean, this story is longer than that, but we hit the gist of it. Scott, I I think I asked you this a day or two ago, but I want to ask again because I can't remember the answer. Are you watching the Olympics? Uh, Yes, you did ask me, and I said no, not much, because (laughs) (laughs) I've been caught up in Bengal mania. Yeah, well, that's over with. Well, it's still getting good coverage, good reports about the Bengals and Joe Burrow and where they're headed next and the celebration of the American Football Conference Championship that's coming up in Cincinnati, I think, today. Okay, uh, tell me more about that because well, I've been watching the Olympics since the game finished. That's pretty much what I've heard and been able to see and read is that uh, they're going to have <coughs> excuse me, a celebration in downtown Cincinnati uh Celebrating a wonderful season of the Bengals, who, uh, as you've heard us say before, uh, no one even thought they'd even get near the playoffs this year. And if, in fact, they were predicted to have a losing record this year. Not so. Uh, they made it all the way to the Super Bowl. Uh, Joe's been talking about you know his intensity, uh, focusing on getting back to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl next year. Uh, he's not going to need surgery for the knee he injured in the Super Bowl when uh, he was tackled uh, late in the game. And uh, the, the moment he was laying there wincing in pain, you probably remember that. Yes, they showed um, it three times. Yeah, they're, apparently his knee is okay, and uh, he's going to be rehabbing his knee and not needing surgery for that. So that was his other knee. The one he had injured was his left knee. They had major surgery on. This one was his right knee. Uh, he's not going to need surgery, so that's a good thing. And um, so uh, they're going to be enjoying the celebration today in Cincinnati. I'm not sure what time. Right, around, I think one o'clock, maybe this afternoon. So uh, you still got time to get there <laughs> if you want to join in. Yeah, I've got a doctor's appointment here in town. Yeah, right. So, Anybody listening, if yeah. you want to hit the road. Jack, <laughs> there you well, go. we know a number of Athenians who are going, and um, it's terrific. Oh my goodness, yes. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, just Joe made us all proud. You know, it's it's so cool to hear these stories about everyone in this community uh, saying they're telling their connection to Joe. You know, whether they had had him in a high school class elementary or middle school class or refereed one of his basketball games or football games. It's so interesting and cool to see how many people have connections to Joey and not surprising that he has touched so many throughout southeastern Ohio and really nationwide now. Well, anyone that knows his family, Uh, This is simply the way they are. They're good people. Very good. Excellent. The best. And, you know, we had um, his father in here not too long ago, Jimmy. Um, Over the years, his, his mother's been in to talk about different things at the school systems and so on. And, and, you know, I was told, too, that even if her son was not Joe Burrow, that her colleagues at her school and her students would love her just the same. Absolutely. I mean, that's how much they think of her. I think um, one or two of my grandkids had her as a teacher. And, uh, you know, we would go out to different programs at, um, what is that, East El- No, not East, and at... Um, Morrison. Morrison Gordon. And um, 
anyway, she's terrific. Yeah. The both, whole family. Yeah, both of them. You know, I, I've never met uh, the the uh, brothers, Joe's brothers, uh, the, the older brothers, but I'm sure, you know, they're quality dudes too. They both played, uh, excuse me, college football too. And, the, you know, just a football family. And they're just great. You know, I, I don't add any superlative that you want to it. That's uh, the kind of fresh my are. memory. I, this is, uh, three quarters dialed in. Wasn't, um, Jimmy a football coach? Oh yeah. He was the, were with Ohio, right? Yeah. Defensive coordinator hmm. for the Bobcats for a year, 15, 16 years, I think. Something. So working with Frank? Yeah. As long as Frank was here, Jimmy was here. Hmm. With the exception of the, Frank's last year because Jimmy retired and wanted to watch Joe's final season at LSU. Great life choice there to take your retirement, enjoy your son's football career. And now at the Super Bowl. All right. And incidentally, the uh, rally, the party in Cincinnati today Mm -hmm. is at 5 p.m. So you have even more time to get there if you want to join. It is in uh, Washington Park. And the the city says the event is free and open to the public. And I bet that crowd is going to be something to see. Indeed. It's going to rival, if not surpass, uh, Cincinnati Reds opening day parade as they have every spring. See, I I can't believe I just now remembered this. Last night, we had the pleasure of two former alumni of the station Showing up in town. Okay. Folks, these names may be somewhat familiar to you. H.K. Howard Katz. Um, H.K. was... um, He wanted to be a DJ. And he was over at uh, WMOA. And then he came over here. And um, the story, as I recall it, my dad went in one day and said, HK, what do you do all day? Well, I, you know, I drink a beer, I do whatever, and then I come into work or whatever. <laughs> um, and dad said, nope, you're going to go to work. Oh, Mr. Palmer, I don't want to do that. Uh, well, anyway, my if you knew my dad, my dad always got his way pretty much when he felt he was right about something. And he told HK, you're going to go and sell advertising. Howard Katz, it just clicked. And he fell in love with doing that to the point that the day came he asked to come off the air. He wanted to do more and more sales. He left us eventually. He grew up in Columbus. Joined WTVN with Taft Broadcasting. Became their ace up there. And then um, retired five years ago. Uh, he still has lots of clients calling him, asking for advice about this and that. He's a real hoot, okay? Now, who else came last night? Ron Friedman. Really? Yeah. I remember Ron. He was with our sports department. Yeah. Also did some sales, but primarily sports. It was so much fun sitting with them at the game. He was a good dude. I liked him. And uh, at one point, he was part of the, um, just like we have Russ. Eisenstein. uh, And um, the other guy. Rob Cornelius. Yeah. There was a time that the university had us doing everything. Before there was... um, Oh, shucks. What's the name of the company? IMG? Yes. Learfield? Yes. Learfield now. Yeah. But before all of that, 
The vice president of the university turned to me and said, you're it. Make it big. And we did a good job. But it wasn't our number one type of... It wasn't our... Anyway, so eventually it was only natural that they gave it to a company who that's all they did. But you remember the days of Dick Shore? Sure. And Ron Friedman? Sure. And, um, oh, shucks. Cheech. Cheech. Yeah, Jeff Lang. Je- oh, Jeff Lang, yes. And I saw a picture of him last night. <laughs> and then Derek Scott? Yeah. After that? Well, anyway, folks, um, that was fun last night. And they were thrilled to be at the game. They, You know, they weren't even making remarks because they go to all the Ohio State games. They live in Columbus. The Convo is far more exciting than, what's the name of the arena Ohio State has? The Shot. The Schottenstein Center. Center, yes. Um, now, before that, we had the... Um, oh, Here? St. John's Arena. Oh, there, yeah. St. John Arena. Okay. Now, that was kind of an exciting place. I love that place. Uh, I know a couple people who fell down the steps in that place. I bet. It was so steep. Uh, my, my wife couldn't deal with that. Man, that place got loud. You talk about a home crowd advantage. But the, 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 um, the convo, they were going on and on about how exciting this arena is. And we had, I don't know. Half filled last night, maybe more. Yeah, I think the official attendance, I, if I remember, I just saw it when I was doing the scoring leaders was seventy nine ninety. Of course, they count season tickets, even people who aren't yeah, there. Sure. Well, anyway, it was wonderful, and they they're going to come back and cool. We have so many alumni of this radio station all over the world. And I hear from many of them regularly about how much they miss the days here. You know, I think um, HK and um, Jeff, no, Jeff. um, Ron Friedman. Ron were on with Sky last night for a few minutes. Sky Hope? Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I I wish there's a recording of that. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. I bet she blew their mind. Yeah, and vice versa. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see here. 948 and a half right now. And, you know, another alumni that we hear on Saturday mornings, you know, Steve Downs with yeah, the classics. Absolutely. From he 10 to noon. used to do the overnight show. I really enjoy that show on Saturday mornings. Then there was another show we just lost. They retired. Yeah, Dick Bartley's yeah. classic countdown. Krista and I are still trying to find a show mm-hmm. to fit in there. She's contacted some uh, places mm-hmm. that syndicate shows, and uh, we'll we'll get one. So hang tight, Timmy. Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Ooh, that's scary. All right. <laughs> Let's see here. I guess all of that I've done. Um, let's let's do some hard news. I mean, we did a couple stories, but let's do some more. The biggest story right now. Simply, are there signs of Russian de-escalation real? We heard on CBS News this morning, and I know you may have this too, that the Ukraine officials are saying they don't see any evidence of Russian troop withdrawal or de-escalating. Now that was just at, uh, what, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock CBS News? Mm-hmm. 
So you may have something different there now, maybe something a little more updated. Well, no, but uh, let me just do what we've got. Vladimir Putin may still order an invasion of Ukraine, as President Biden said yesterday. Putin has long been obsessed with the Ukraine viewing it as part of Russia's immediate orbit. And more than 150,000 Russian troops remain ready to pour over the border if Putin gives the order. And yet, Putin and his top deputies have taken several high-profile steps over the past 48 hours that seem to signal a de-escalation of the prices of the crisis. Why? Well, nobody knows for sure. Because Putin often shrouds his motives and his plans. But with help from our colleagues in Washington, Moscow, and Kiev, Today's newsletter always looks at three possible explanations. Number one, it's always been a bluff. Putin, after meeting with Chancellor Olaf Scholz of Germany yesterday, said that Russia had decided to partially pull back troops from the border. That announcement followed... Other signs of de-escalation since Monday, including encouraging comments from Russia's top diplomatic officials about negotiations. Now, this is from the New York, New York Times, and I could go on uh, with each of these points, but uh, we it's 9.52, so I'm going to abbreviate this a bit. So first was the point that it's always been a bluff. The second point is entitled Just Timing. Last Friday, the Biden administration took the unusual step of telling reporters that its intelligence suggested Putin might invade as soon as Wednesday. Folks, today's Wednesday. The announcement was part of a broader U.S. campaign to release information about Putin's apparent intentions, partly to make it harder for him to justify an invasion without a, with a false pretext. Given that announcement, what might be The one day that Putin would least want to invade, well, guess what? Today. Because everybody was talking about it. So what better day than the 15th to announce that you're pulling your troops back a bit? Well, one thing to watch. Will Russia truly withdraw large numbers of troops in coming days? Or did the comments by Putin and his aides over the last two days exaggerate those plans? We just don't know. Okay, the third item, an effective pushback. Edwards spent last week traveling with Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, Edwards the reporter, by the way, Edward Wong, um, and they traveled around the Pacific, and he said he was struck by how synchronized the messages from the U.S. and its allies in Asia and Europe sounded. Earlier in the Ukraine standoff, such coordination was not visible. Germany in particular seemed hesitant to stand up to Russia. And then there's also a strong argument that Putin has overplayed his hand. The 
Biden administration, European governments have stayed in step on pushing back. Then there's the public response, particularly that of inside the Ukraine may have also reminded Putin how costly a war would be. Many citizens seem quite ready to take up arms if Russia invades and Ukrainian nationalists have been pressurizing Zelensky to remain strong. Well, how it all is going to turn out remains to be seen. Biden said he would not send U.S. troops to the Ukraine, but American-made weapons are already there. How effective would they be? Next, Putin often waits until the last possible moment to make a decision, that posing a challenge for U.S. intelligence agencies. A third point, Moscow and Washington are playing a high-stakes, increasingly complex game. Fourth and final, an explainer from Robin Wright of The New Yorker, Putin wants wants to secure his legacy and has an obsessive illusion with the West's plans in Ukraine. What a what a deal. We're just gonna have to wait and see how it all how it all unfolds. But my hunch is we're not gonna have to wait very long. And that scares me a bit. All right, well, um, once again, I go back to the Olympics. Have you done any winter sports, Scott? Um, other than sleigh riding, no. Okay. Yeah, well, I tried skating a little bit when I was younger, but I like my body parts just the way they are <laughs> without breaking them all over the place. I, d- I did a good bit of ice skating. There was an arena that um, down on Goodale, um, long before the big arenas that Ohio State built, and I have regular ice skating lessons down there and stuff like that. And there was a hockey team that played there. It was very similar to Bird Arena in size and all of that. It was so much fun. Um, my granddaughter Sedona, who uh, currently is living in Chesapeake, Virginia, um, they're on television. She, her team's on television, playing. Cool. Um, she's good. And her younger brothers are starting to pick up the game as well. She's the oldest of the four. The girl and then three boys. Um, she was good in soccer. No, no, no. Hockey here at Bird Arena with the, the kids' programs. But she's really excelled down there. Only because of her age, she would have excelled here too. Speaking of women's hockey, they're playing for the gold medal tonight, I think, in the Olympics, U.S. women's hockey. I think that's right. I think that's right. Well, folks, have a wonderful day out there. Stay safe. It's supposed to get up to uh, 66 today. Think of that. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N-S. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. 
I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The U.S. and NATO allies insist the threat of a Russian invasion of Ukraine remains strong, though Vladimir Putin insists he's pulling back troops along the borders. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg. This gives grounds for cautious optimism. However, uh, we have not so far seen any sign of de-escalation on the ground. Correspondent Holly Williams is in Kyiv. There are signs that Russia's president, Vladimir Putin, could perhaps be looking for an off-ramp from this crisis. Yesterday, he said he did not want war in Europe. If President Putin really has decided against an invasion, it could be because of pressure from the U.S. and its allies, including sending weapons to Ukraine and threatening unprecedented sanctions, including hitting the Kremlin's inner circle. President Biden has a call scheduled with Germany's chancellor a day after Olaf Scholz met with Putin in Moscow. U.S. retail sales shot up 3.8 percent last month. Month. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger. Fueling much of the jump is the fact that inflation or prices are at 40-year highs. Stuart Rhodes, leader of the Oath Keepers, one of the suspects in the Capitol attack, has a court appearance today. His lawyers tell CBS News he'll argue the Oath Keepers were in Washington that day to protect VIPs at the Trump rally and were staging guns at a Virginia hotel nearby only if Trump were to invoke the Insurrection Act. Law professor Catherine Ross says this is the case to watch. First of all, Rhodes is a very high-profile defendant. They were incredibly visible. Rhodes is pleaded not guilty. Trial expected not till late summer. Scott McFarland, CBS News, Washington. A woman with leukemia has become the third person ever cured of HIV. 